Hashtag MSW. It is a Monday today. It's a Monday today. It is Marawa Sports Worldwide. You're live on Metro FM. You're also live on Radio 2097.2 to 100 FM. If you're listening to Metro FM, you're 96.4. That's the WhatsApp voice note number. And we will get to that social media interaction. It is hashtag MSW. And uh, do give us your thoughts as you follow all of these uh, conversations. As we said, we started off here at home with John Kamitis. We went to Le Piri uh, all over there in France. And right now, though, following that big jump in the number of coronavirus cases here in South Africa to 402, a jump of 128 over uh, what it was yesterday in Northern Cape, uh, we've also seen, uh, has confirmed its uh, first two cases. Gauteng has got the largest number of cases with uh, 207, followed by Western Cape at 100 and KZN at 60. Now, Italy has been the hardest hit. And as of this morning, they had 59,138 confirmed COVID-19 cases, which is the second highest number in the world. According to a tally, uh, which has been done by John Hopkins University, now among all the people with the virus in the country, 5,476 have died. That is a case number confirmed. 5,476 deaths. Now, in order for our nation to know the seriousness of this pandemic, we, we head over to Italy now to speak to Mattia uh, Ferrarisi. Uh, Mattia, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and I know I've read your article in the Italian newspaper, uh, Il Foglio. And if I'm messing up any of these pronunciations, do forgive me. Okay. Mattia, thank you so much. And welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide thank here in South Africa. Thanks. And my condolences, firstly, to all of the people that have lost their lives in Italy. Thanks. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much. It's 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 been hard, hasn't it? How, how are you? Firstly, let me let me get a personal response to all of this. How how are you? How has this changed your day to day life, Matia? Oh, uh, th- thank God, I'm doing well personally and my family too. But we've been in lock in full lockdown at this point for two weeks and. Yesterday, the government announced new restrictions, which means that all the productions closed, basically every industry, not only the shops that was, were already closed. So it means we, it changed dramatically our lives. And, and I think people who are like, really responsible, they, they, stay, they stay home. There's like police actively uh, like patrolling and checking people, even if you go for for a walk or or a run, you need to have like a a proper motivation to do so. Uh, and right now, we I think we took the harshest measure any democratic country ever took so far. Whew. You, you know, you know what was so striking, Matia, and I've got to, we've got to share this with South Africans. And I said this when we started the show before I put you on hold, is just how South Africans are so easy about everything. You know, it's it's almost like uh, a pandemic that is far away. It might not happen to us, although South African numbers of infection is growing. And one of the things that you're warning about in the article, and I'll take it from the top is that you've warned others not to follow in Italy's selfish footsteps regarding coronavirus. You were saying that, and, and I'm going to ask you why were you saying that, you know, you were too selfish to follow suggestions to change the behavior. Let's pick it up from there. Yeah, 
I, I think you described as easy, and, and it, it, this is exactly the description I, I would I would give talking about my country like three weeks ago. We we were we anticipated every other Western country somehow, and and we were completely laid back and 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 selfish in the sense that it took myself included first. I don't want to be taking out of it. It took us a long time to understand that our our individual actions affected other people. And the only way to sort sort of curb the contagion was to was to just make an individual choice of like really follow the instruction, not just thinking, okay, that's fine. Maybe maybe I'm young. Maybe I'm um, I'm healthy, so it's gonna be it's gonna it's not gonna be bad for me because I've heard that it strikes mostly elderly people, people having pre-existing conditions. This kind of reasoning it was out there for weeks, and those are weeks that Italy lost. In those weeks, uh, Robert, uh, people got infected, and these are the people that now in these days are dying because we're talking about maybe two weeks ago, mm. and are dying by the hundred every day. So I couldn't stress enough how much complacency when the threat didn't seem so, you know, so pressing, so urgent. So in, in Italy's case, it was like two to three weeks ago. Complacency there is, is coming to a cost that is really heartbreaking. So I can't stress this enough for other countries that now are starting to see the contagion spreading and, and may think that this is, oh, this is slow, the numbers are small. That's exactly what we thought three weeks ago. That's exactly the mistake we made in, in like basically wasting time, which is the thing you need the most and the thing we lack the most is time to act. And that that is captured, and and I watched the first report that came through on on Sky News over the weekend, and it showed what was happening inside the hospital. It showed again that mm. your intensive care unit already was at capacity. Doctors were being forced to start making some very difficult decisions about who they have to admit. I mean, that does not come as a surprise given the behaviour in the beginning, Mattia. Absolutely. This, this is the, key, the the thing we need to keep in mind all the time, and I think we struggle to understand it at first. The problem is not uh, like to to cancel this virus. We don't have a vaccine. We can't cure it. The only thing we can do is slow it down, is mitigating mitigating it, which means that not too many people get sick at the same time, overwhelming the healthcare system, which is exactly what happened. Uh, and I have to tell you the, the ugly truth about the numbers that you just quoted it, w- while you were introducing me, which are absolutely correct. Uh, but the truth is that the victims are, are more than that. And the reason is simple, that there are many people who are dying at home or in uh, retirement houses, or resting places of all sorts, especially elderly that they couldn't even be admitted to the hospital. And because they're not admitted, they're not tested, so they, they don't show in the official figures as that for COVID-19. 
but in in fact, likely they are. It's just they are not reported because the hospital is hospitals are at capacity, at least in in northern Italy, where the outbreak is heavier, uh, and so they don't have a chance to be to be treated. And so this is just to give you a sense how bad the situation is. Unfortunately, right now is even worse than the number tell. It's it's definitely a little worse. Sure. Mattia, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. I need to take a quick ad break and I'll come back and we continue our conversation. It's, it's, it's a wake-up call, South Africa, and, and the best and the least that we could do is share the experiences of what is happening uh, internationally. And as we all know, that the number count in Italy is definitely the worst. It's the highest. And here, Mattia does signal the fact that they were very complacent in the beginning. There were selfish trends that were there. And if South Africa follows that, and remember, our health systems are struggling regardless of a pandemic. They're struggling just day to day. There's a big struggle. How much more, you know, when they're forced into going into ICU and there's nobody there right now. There's a scarcity of masks. We don't even know what kind of masks people wear. You think you're just going to put something over your mouth and your your nose and it's not the case. It isn't the case. They'll describe to you a three-layered type of mask that you need to wear for all of this to happen. But we'll continue. Matthias on the line, live from Italy. Letting off the steam after an emotional rollercoaster of a weekend. Feeling any discomfort? It's time for Reaction Monday with Robert Marawa. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. Uh, Benny here, a fellow South African out in Rome, Italy. Um, I've been in Italy for six months and have watched or seen the whole pandemic unfold. And, you know, uh, as, you know, not to repeat what uh, the gentleman has already spoken about, but, you know, with the high numbers in Italy, you're still finding that uh, there's, let's say, um, there's been 40,000 people that have been uh, fined for breaking the um, the government decree. And, you know, part of that problem is that the government decree did not explicitly um, prohibit movement in public uh, unless a person had tested positive for the virus. So... <laughs> With hindsight and seeing how things are developing in South Africa and amidst the president's address this evening, I think uh, accuracy is of vital importance in the exchange of information, uh, more especially in our rapidly evolving global village, you know, where um, how you communicate something is uh, vital so that people know. And finally, I just want to send my support to all South Africans. Uh, let's unite, uh, play your role, stay at home. Um, I know that Italy uh, is going through a rough time now. However, now is the time to act. Um, there is no more time to, to think about anything. All the best and thank you. Thank you so much, Benny. Listening all the way in Rome, in Italy, just uh, again saying that he fully agrees with what Mattia is saying. He's our guest uh, tonight uh, from the Italian newspaper, Il Foglio. And uh, you heard there from one of our listeners who are listening, obviously, worldwide as they listen to the show, whichever part of the world that they're in. We were talking about the hospitalization of uh, of patients. Uh, how would you describe it now, though, Mattia? Is it at still? Is it improving? Do you get a sense that the numbers are growing? Uh, do you get a sense that people are starting to respond positively to the warnings? Yes, uh, definitely, definitely. People are responding now, also because the the decree has been enforced more, even more tightly. 
So people are responding. I completely agree with the gentleman who called them uh, regarding like the communication of the government not being at all perfect, actually far from perfect and far from clear. So that didn't help. But now people are, are, are complying with it. Uh, the last two days, and I said, and I say this very cautiously, uh, seem to signal a slight improvement in numbers, which means a little less number of victims and um, a smaller number in people, in people newly infected. So we're hoping that, as the experts predicted, after two weeks of full lockdown, you start to see a decrease slow decrease. So that's what to be expected if Italians did that properly in the last two weeks. So if we took it seriously and did our part in staying home and social distance, uh, the time to see the beginning of the result is now. And the last two days were like terrible in, in general, because we're still talking about hundreds of, of, of victims per day, uh, but uh, signaling a little improvement in the trend. So we, we were really hoping that this is the beginning of a trend right now. And, and just to finally, Mathieu, because I've got to let it go, as I say, we're chasing our president's address to the nation uh, pretty soon. Uh, I have started following you, Mathieu. Just help me with your surname so that I don't ever get it wrong. Yeah, no, sure, Mathieu. Mathieu's fine. Okay. All right. So if we want to follow you on Twitter, just remind us again of your Twitter handle. Sure. It's Mattia Ferraresi. One word. Ferraresi is the last name. I know it's hard. Now we get used to it. Ferraresi. I got it wrong the first time. (laughs) Thank you so much in these difficult times. It's always good to share and exchange knowledge. Uh, from where you are in the epicenter of what is happening with regards to the coronavirus. I hope you stay strong. I hope your nation heals. And I hope that the hospitals get an opportunity to do the kind of work that they're supposed to do. I know that they are drained. I know that they've taken over time more than over time is ever supposed to be. But we continue to pray for your country and your nation. Thank you so much, Robert, for having me. And good luck with that. Thank you so much. I'll definitely be in touch with you again, Matia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. Pleasant, pleasant exchange of a very unpleasant situation. But we learn, and that is what it's all about. Mattia Ferraresi, uh, whose forthcoming book on loneliness is out there. Some of the stuff uh, that he reports on on the New York Times, foreign policy. Uh, He's also there in the Boston Globe. So a very well-researched, well-learned journalist and finding time to share some of those experiences uh, with us here in South Africa, whose lives, I'm sure, in the next 40 or so minutes, would change forever.